Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Well, this is exciting, isn't it? It's Wednesday, and we haven't done it in a few weeks. Michael Harrison is here from Talkers Magazine. You can find him at Talkers.com. Hello there, Michael Harrison. Welcome back. Thank you, Todd, and hello there to you. How are we sounding? Are we all connected good? Oh, you sound gorgeous. Wow, goodness gracious. You're not, you're not bad sounding yourself, big boy. So um, here we are again. It's a, it's a Wednesday, and it's a new month. Can you believe we're already into the second month of the year? Well, the best part is we're in the second month of winter, and we've hardly had any cold or snow, and that's, that's kind of monumental. Do you feel when you say that that uh, you could be jinxing us? Um, no, I don't believe in uh, those kinds of forces, but I do think that I could be reminding us of how lucky we are so we can appreciate what a wonderful period this has been. It is. It's, um, you know, it, it really would be much nicer here in the, in the winter if we had the weather of, say, San Diego or um, Hawaii or even Florida. I don't know why well, that's they the built New England so far north. Yes. Why, why did they build cold? Exactly. You know, it makes you wonder. Well, we're but, moving uh, towards San Diego. That's the part I'm optimistic about. Hmm. Well, you know, I lived in San Diego, and when I lived there, I never appreciated how nice it was because I was young and ambitious and brash, and all I thought about, you know, was getting out of there and getting back into a big city. And now I look back at that and I go, whoa. <laughs> you know, Don't you it, just wish you'd bought a little something in real estate that you could have hung on to? They were selling they were selling condos that now sell for millions of dollars in a place called La Jolla, grand. which is a beautiful place right north of San Diego on the ocean, uh, for $15,000. Yep. And uh, I, of course, thought that that was a lot of money. You know, you never well, know it was. the future. Well, when you yeah, don't exactly. have it, it's a lot. I mean, we're surrounded now by all kinds of opportunities and things that we just don't know. You know? Yes, but I'm good at seeing them after they've already occurred to everybody else. Well, you know, so much of commentary and so much of um, expertise, whether it's economics, whether it's politics, no matter what it is, is hindsight. How come these experts didn't know what they're so quick to explain? Whatever it is, any yeah. subject. They, yeah. you know, well, the reason this happened was because of blah, 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 blah. Well, how come they didn't know that the day before, before it happened? <laughs> you ever wonder about well, that? Yeah, I guess I've wondered about everything at some time or another. <laughs> it's uh, except that we tend to be those kinds of people, so um, we can well, fall into the There same is trap. something about having a job 
that requires you to sit behind a microphone for three hours a day, five days a week, which is about the average length of a talk radio show, and be expected to have opinions and be brilliant about everything as it's happening. I mean, think about that. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get tired of yourself and say, gosh, I can't stand hearing myself pontificate anymore? You mean because, uh, because of pretentiousness? Well, it, it, it's a form of hubris that is built into the culture. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize what a tough job it is to play that role, to, to be the one who, whose job is to know everything and, and to, to be on top of everything happening and to understand its significance and to know right from wrong and what will work, what won't work. And um, it's, um, it's not that easy. But uh, it's it's built in. The president is supposed to know that. Talk show hosts are supposed to know that. Pundits are supposed to know these things. And um, the truth of the matter is, is that most people, even the experts, don't have a clue. Well, it depends if, if you're talking about per predicting the future. There, there are a lot of people who go on TV when there's, say, presidential politics going on and, and they predict the future. And you can't predict the future. You can just uh, flip a coin and hope you guess the right side. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows how that works and, and that you're not brilliant if you get it right and you're not stupid if you got it wrong, even though they might accuse you of that. They just, you know, they just like the idea of putting somebody in that position. But, but I don't put that kind of pressure on myself to be the guy who kn knows everything. Mm -hmm. I just figure so it's got to be somebody's job to watch on a day-to-day -day basis and it's a privilege to have that opportunity to be watching what's going on every day and to talk about it every day so that after you've been doing it for years you have context and perspective that other people just don't have time to develop yes and your audience knows you and 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 when i say you i mean one like you yes You're, the audience gets to know the um the commentator the host uh, the the personality. I mean, we go by all kinds of names in this business. Shock jocks, God. personalities, commentaries, talk show hosts, journalists. And then, of course, when any talk show host is accused of being a journalist, they say, I'm not a journalist. I'm an entertainer. And if they're accused of being an entertainer, they say, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a journalist. I, I, I am more than an entertainer. If somebody was to accuse me of being an entertainer, I would take that as, as a supreme compliment. Because it's much easier to be a journalist than it is to be an entertainer. Well, the thing is, many people find journalism to be entertaining, and that's yeah. and they 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 follow the news as a spectator sport. So they, uh, you like to talk? You well, you like to follow, uh, connecting to what we were just saying. You you pay a lot of attention to things having to do with um, science and and uh, space travel and technology and stuff like that. And and there is some good stuff. I don't know if you'd mind if we go into that because I'd like to go wherever um, wherever the things that are happening are happening. And I think that not enough attention is paid to science um, in terms of um, talk radio and talk conversations. We do get into technology a lot because big tech, you know, and, and, and the social implications of big tech, Google, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, free speech. These are these are big topics, and they really tie into tech. But when you talk about um, science in terms of health 
We have had a lot of health talk the last few years. It's been a pandemic, but it's been specifically about that. It's created a backlash of conversation in terms of preventative medicine. You know, you know, if you talk to somebody and you say you don't feel well, there's a good chance they're going to start telling you what supplements you should take. People like that annoy the hell out of me. You know, well, are you taking vitamin this and vitamin that and this and zinc and blah, 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 blah. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. But um, the, the high-tech aspect of where we're at right now as it affects communications, science, space exploration, and trying to predict, back to that word predict, mm -hmm. the course of humanity, where we as a species are heading going forward in terms of the wiring of our nervous system, I find that to be one of the most important things that we could be talking about because you talk about ethics and opinions, the very basis of what we consider to be human is going to be up for grabs in the coming years. Well, what do you mean by that? What do we consider to be human? Well, that's a great question. What do we consider to be human? We humans are in each other's faces. We humans have, have um, our noses in each other's business on a level that is remarkable. You know, we claim to be independent. We want to be free. We don't want anybody telling us what to do, but we don't want to be alone. We, 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 we're, we're caught between these two absolutely wow, opposite Isn't, isn't that a defining characteristic? It's a, a bizarre thing that we can't stand each other and we need each other so badly. Exactly. And that's the very crux of the problem. The, the argument and the struggle between the rights of the individual and the needs of the collective. So let's assume for, for the sake of this discussion that um, we are talking about the needs of the collective, our social aspect. Think about it. We, we, we want everybody to see the world, whether that's what humanity is or what our religion is or what our politics happens to be. We want everybody to see it our way. It's one big noisy argument. My religion's better than yours. My nation is better than yours. My political doctrine, my ideology, my ancestry, my uh, ethnicity is better than yours. You should think about coming over to my side or just respecting the fact that we're better than you. And, and we care about what each other does. We care about how we go about expressing our human ethics. Um, it comes really to a big head when you talk about subjects such as abortion or, or gun control or, or fighting crime or what we teach our kids in school. It all comes down to the fact that human beings have their noses in each other's business. I could say something else, but this is on the air and it's polite company. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I like how you said it. Thank you. What do you think of them apples, Todd? Well, I, I do think that there's a lot of uh, disagreement. But I don't think that's what really makes us not like each other. I think we just, people don't like, you know, you know how families, there's this narrative about how family is the most important thing that I think everybody agrees with to some huge extent. And as soon as family members make a few bucks, they move to the other side of town and put a <laughs> gate up around their house. <laughs> to and, get away from their relatives. Yes. You know, I grew up in a time. And, um, and you did too, and so many people listening to this broadcast did, where we heard the problem with our American society begins with the breakdown of the family. Family. 
And yet, the reason that the family broke down is because most of the misery, scars, psychological disorders, trauma, <laughs> and, and mental illness that people suffer from Our was inflicted by peace. their families. Yes. Isn't that something? Yeah. You know, talk you about, about that? incongruities in the human experience. Indeed. So those are things that are aspects of being human, but mm -hmm. are they definitional? No. And 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 we this is this gets back to the original point. What is it to be human? Forget about being Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, uh, you know, and, you know, Chinese, uh, Indian, whatever it is that you want to define yourself by. What we all have in common is that we all basically agree we are human beings. Some of us consider to be better examples of humans than others. Some of us even consider ourselves to be more humans, more human than others. Mm -hmm. And some of us consider some of us to be inhuman. You hear that all the time. Oh, that's inhuman. We say that because we don't want to accept the fact that that kind of behavior, the heinous... Lives under the same umbrella. Exactly. That maybe we've got that inside of us. And, um, and that's also where we're very, very, very sensitive to the behavior of our family. They press our buttons because they're so close to us. You know, we sometimes hate what we see that reminds of, us of mm. ourselves. But, but we are coming to a time now where in the next 10, 15, 20 years, there, is go there are going to be great culture wars, not about the things that we're fighting over now. As a matter of fact, what we're fighting over now, 10 years from now, will seem very quaint. We're going to have culture wars over what it is to be human. Hold right there, because I forgot all about our break. This is so interesting. We're talking to Michael Harrison, Talkers.com. Stay with us on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, every two, three, four weeks, whenever the mood strikes us, we join up with Michael Harrison and, and uh, do these kind of freewheeling and... Um, I don't they're different because we are we flow into topics one after another that are connected in some ways and yet disconnected from our normal conversations because they're not the straight up the middle what's going on in society what's going on in the news things they're they're more um, introspective and deep and uh, that's what's fun about it Michael well I'm glad you think so some people may think it's um, you know boring or um, doesn't serve up the red meat that they want um, in terms of um, the daily dance of affirmation. Well, you know, people are, people's diets are all over the place this, these days. So. <laughs> Lately, I, I, think, I think it's a little looser today than it was a year ago or two years ago in terms of um, uh, dialogue and talk media. But um, we were talking before about um, the forthcoming culture wars over what it is to be human. And um, this, is, this is not really that... that far a stretch from talking about what it is to be a conservative or what it is to be a liberal or what it is to be an American. Uh, we're, 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 we're into these definitions. Like look at the, the term rhino, Republican in name only, uh, or, or the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, make America great again, or uh, all of these um, these terms, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the Republic, if you go all the way back to the beginning of history, we have called each other by labels to um, either 
use them as intellectual uniforms in the war of words or or to just um, basically try to find our way as to which part of this complex mass of intelligence or lack thereof called humanity we identify with, what tribe we're part of. Well, uh, it makes sense to join up with others of similar beliefs when you're pushing for change because there is more influence in larger groups, right? Yeah, I guess so. Although I, 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 I get very nervous when people are for change without understanding what the change means. You know, when, when, when you see candidates running for office saying, I'm going to bring change. We want change. Well, most people do not want change. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? That's what people hate the most. Yeah, of but, course. But at, at the same time, there is they do a little focus group or, or they've got a pollster who's telling them that uh, four out of five people want change. Or mm -hmm. they're being told it's, this is structurally, it's a change election. So you have to represent the new because people are unhappy with what is. Yeah. Well, do you remember an, a, an election ever in your lifetime where change wasn't the big subject? I mean, look, look back at, at the campaign slogans and look back at the speeches that are recorded, at least since we have film. I'm going to take a guess on, on George H.W. Bush following Ronald Reagan. Was he promising to stay the course? Oh, gosh, he 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 promoted a thing called the New World Order. <laughs> Don't you remember that? I, I'd forgotten that. So, oh, yeah, people even want to change the thing that they caused. <laughs> they, yes. If you're in politics long enough, you are working against yourself. Well, didn't um, McCain find himself in that situation? He was a maverick. He was running on the same party that was in power. And yeah, uh, or was he? Stuff. I'm not sure. I forgot now. Yeah, uh, McCain yeah. was McCain uh, was the one that went against Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he was the one who followed George W. Bush. It was it was that that guy from Utah or Massachusetts, Mitt Romney, um, <laughs> the man who was cruel to his dog, um, that um, wanted to turn things over to the other party. So even when the party in power is running, they they run on change. But most people, you know, most people do not want revolution. Revolution only works. The real word revolution when there's nothing left to lose. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is we all have we are all heavily invested in the status quo. So we want to maybe evolve it a little bit. We want to move it a little bit. When you talk about wholesale change for its sake, that's not necessarily um, a great thing. But um, I'm going to bring us back, if I may, to the topic that we um, went into the break with, and that's um what it is to be human. Do we want to change our humanity? And I think that the most important thing going on right now in the news, which fits right into news talk radio, is the sudden advent. Like all of a sudden, it's the hot news, you know, shiny, shiny little device out there is artificial intelligence, yeah. AI. All right, good. So you've set us up perfectly to go to our news break. And then when we continue, I do, I'm desperate to talk about AI and where this whole thing takes us. Where does the merger of the human mind and the mind built by humans, where does that take us? Coming up, we're talking with 
Michael Harrison on WTIC. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. We're talking with Michael Harrison, and fun it is, as it always is, because we get into these interesting topics. So artificial intelligence, and what does that mean, and what does it mean to us, Michael? I guess artificial intelligence uh, means to the human brain what the, um, the wheel meant to the human foot, <laughs> it, uh, or clothing meant to our skin. I mean, it, it, takes, it takes what we already have, and it uh, and enhances it, and uh, in some cases, exponentially. Yeah, it's so, interesting you make that comparison because on the way you compared the two things, they're dramatically different. Are one they? so simple and one so complex, and yet uh, the, the simplest of human inventions and innovations created the most dramatic lifestyle and, and cultural changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to be amazed when I when I used to think about my grandparents' life and they were born in the 1800s and they, they died in the uh, in the 60s and they saw within their lifetimes um, the horse and buggy give way to the car mm -hmm. and um, the train give way to the airplane and the airplane give way to the jets. And eventually, um, you know, we were in outer space um, within one lifetime. Within our, within our lifetimes, we're seeing even more profound changes. In and shorter a lot of it comes, periods. Excuse me? Quicker. Very quicker and um, really magic. Technology, I think it was Arthur <laughs> Clark said something, you know, technology that we can't explain is really magic to us. Yeah. And um, just, just having a smartphone... You know, we walk around with them in our hands. We, we, we actually hold them in our hands. We're not comfortable not having them in our Don't hands. Don't leave home without it. Nobody They'll, needs to tell us that. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? 
Well, ask somebody to borrow their phone. You're going to go to a pay phone. Where are you going to find one of those? And don't pay phones look dirty where they do exist. When you watch, <laughs> when you watch old movies, old movies like 15, 20 years ago, and you see mm -hmm. somebody stepping into a pay phone in New York City on the street, it looks like, oh my gosh, they're going to get every kind of disease under the, under the sun. Um, by putting that in their ear and their mouth and, and all that. But this um, place we're at now where we, we're starting to have the ability to connect the human mind to technology. Yep. Talk about that a little bit. And to each other. Well, technology, basically, uh, like there's this new thing out everybody's talking about called chat GPT. Yes. That's been proven to um, be able to... to take the the bar exam and win and get it um uh, people have been using it to create original art we, we tried it at talkers we we had a situation um, where we needed to have some type of graphic for a scene mm -hmm. so we just described it to the um artificial intelligence and it came up with an original piece of artwork that looked like an artist made it and wow. it was royalty free we 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 had the we owned it i, I mean it it created artwork and, and this is done by all it's doing is using computers to aggregate available mm -hmm. human creations to take right. things that are written and compile and associate by by keyword i guess just associate those thoughts that are down on paper already not on paper but down on a computer and be able to rearrange them in a mm -hmm. way that makes some kind of sense like writing a paper for a student or or uh something similar which is really remarkable or eventually taking over our lives developing attitude creating a, an interdependency with human beings in some cases creating a connected interface with human beings where the remember you and i've talked about chips being put in your head mm -hmm. and uh, the chip is there to uh, avoid having to carry the smartphone around. You now can yes. wiggle your nose or pull your ear or think of a combination of numbers, and all of a sudden, you know, Todd and Michael can call each other up without holding anything in their hands. You know, it's right, right in your head, goes right to your brain. Well, that we were thinking about it on the most superficial level. What about enhancing your brain, making you smarter? What if make, your memory banks, you mean, are digital? Well, even your powers of reasoning. At, at what point? I mean. What really is intelligence? Yes. And, and that's that. a really interesting question. I was thinking about that when you were talking a minute ago about this. And, and is there, because the, with the chat GPT, it's, it's creating the illusion of being way smarter than it is by knowing how to take pieces of a puzzle and put them together the right way. And mm -hmm. is maybe that's all human intelligence is, that we don't really understand things, but we do understand how they connect. Well, I don't understand how the smartphone works, but I certainly know how to use it. I don't know how a car works. I, I, I couldn't take a, an engine apart and put it together, but I know how to drive to Florida from here. Yeah, but if you think about that as being personality, if e each of those things are aspects of the thing that we think of as being human stuck inside our brains. Mm -hmm. you know, what's the equivalent to a, a, a CD-ROM that is made from nature and, and resides inside of your brain and can store information on it we use that and we don't know what it is or how it works and that's really mm -hmm. what this ai stuff is it well, can you imagine that. having uh, you have to get up in front of a crowd and give a speech on um, um uh you know abstract aspects of the civil war and you you just think about it and all of a sudden it comes to you and you start talking and, <laughs> and it comes out of your mouth i mean well then all... what is a person at that point and that's why the even point have one 
And that's, and why just you can just have the computer do it? Well, you are the computer. You see, that's the point. You you become. But are, but isn't the human computer then irrelevant because you can have a computer do it? What do you need a person for? You've got to feed the person and fly them home. Well, maybe people will marry their robots. Maybe <laughs> maybe all of this LGBTQ um, civil oh, rights a precursor. conversations that we're having really is to set us up for the issue of what is consciousness? How do you know that your toaster is not conscious? How do you know the plant is not observing you and, and thinking about you? How do you know that any of the technology around you isn't isn't spying on you, which is a whole different topic? You do not know that. But how do you know who is a sentient being and who is nothing more than an elaborate toaster when you talk to to Siri all day long. Alexa, get me this. Siri, get me that. And now Siri has attitude. Used to be, you know, it goes, you know, you know, I have to say it low because I don't want her. To, I have my phone yes, near me. Yes. Use a different name if you, you want. Know, you know, hey, Joni. And she'd come on. Yes. Now it's, huh? <laughs> she goes, huh? <laughs> I mean, well, that makes going, sense to make Am I more bothering you? Sense. Am I annoying you? You work for me. Let me just finish this sentence. She should say, I'm reading. <laughs> I'm busy right now. Go <laughs> find it yourself, you lazy. <laughs> but, but do you ever feel a certain sense of empathy for Siri? No. I do. You do? Yeah, and I it's can funny. understand how people could become. If you had a unit... A, bio, a, 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 you know, like an artificial biological unit, a person. Everything about that person looked real. It was a synthetic human being, and it could talk to you with artificial intelligence that had it pretty much be, you know, you couldn't recognize a human being from it. Isn't it possible that you could find companionship and happiness with that? Oh, I, I suspect so. You know, there I had a, a a sort of revelation along these lines that you're talking about, Michael. Maybe eight or ten years ago, the grandsons got a gift for uh, Christmas that was just a little robot, but they had designed its movements in such a way, the way it would drop a shoulder or its hips mm -hmm. would move, it really felt like a real live thing and i had a flash of that experience going on that you're describing that right. there is a tipping point at which it becomes human we are heading down that road right now that's where we're heading when i say heading down that road right now i mean five years mm -hmm. i mean three years Three years, five years, what? Like there will be companions to us. There'll be companions uh, to us. Artificial nursing dogs. homes like that. Yes, things that talk to us and 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 have a conversation that is more intelligent than the guy down the bar, down at the other end of the bar, mouthing off about Trump. And, and you're Biden. right. We will feel for the. We will feel more connected with those devices that are ours than we certainly will with the rest of the world. And therein begins the beginning of the what is human era. It, it, well, and, so what's the answer? The answer? I, what I'm, is I'm having trouble coming up with the question. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the answer is out there, as they used to say on the X-Files. 
the truth is out there. I don't know. All I know is the answer to to the immediate conversation we're having now is it's inevitable. We're heading in that direction. Yes. Well, the inevitable thing is the uh, most intriguing of all this, that certain things are predetermined by the potential for them to happen. And really, you could have been sitting around in a room uh, 50 years ago with somebody um throwing these ideas out and and if you had just assumed they were true you would have come up with a lot of these answers of what we see today and that's how sci-fi happened and why sci-fi predicts so much of this stuff for us right yeah what you're saying is very true you said something before and i don't remember the exact words but you really hit the nail on the head that things happen because there is the potential for it to happen things are set up inevitable yeah. inevitable for it to happen well that's where we're at now it's not Jules Verne uh, imagining uh, a trip to the moon, and we don't have any idea of what kind of technology we would have to get there. That you know, it's a nice idea, or a time machine, H.G. Wells, you know, time travel. Oh, yeah. Well, you, wait were... a sec. When you think back, though, to how we did get to the moon, we, we were essentially in a VW Bug from 1966. <laughs> going to the moon with can you with, imagine with, with a, the power with computers, of, a, of an old calculator with yeah with computers that had the power of a calculator i mean we were nuts but it wasn't that hard to get to the moon it only looked well at, that's why they didn't go back for a long time because the the real powers that be at nasa forget all the conspiracy theories you know you know you know why they realized they were crazy to have gone when they went yeah like, oh, boy, did we dodge a bullet that nobody got killed in, 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 in any of those trips <laughs> to the true. moon. Woo-wee! Because it was, it was really scary. Seat of the pants. We're talking oh. to Michael Harris in Talkers Magazine. Visit Talkers.com. We're going to take a quick break and do another segment. Stay with us on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, this uh, this moment we're in, we're not sitting at a high enough altitude, generally, to look down on all this and have proper perspective of how far uh, along we are down the path that Michael's talking about. But but we are we are seeing the magic happen, and it's really interesting how quickly we adapt. You know, we've got this portable pocket-sized computer that we call a phone, and that allows us to forget that. That's got more computing power than uh, a lot of the computers that we've depended on over the last couple of decades. Yeah, and we still call it a phone, and yet uh, one of the things we use it uh, least <laughs> to for not do is, is a phone. Yeah, we don't we don't make con young people don't even set up their voicemail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a problem for. Um, the humanness, we're going back to, for people just mm. joining us, we're talking about what it is to be human. Um, it goes back to the subject of humanness. If young people are falling out of the habit of having direct contact with another human, and they, they deal with each other, not even with the human voice, but through texting and, and other remote uh, ways of communicating, what is that going to do to the human trait of being together? Are people going to be able to stand each other? Are they going to are they going to not want to be together anymore? Are we going to well, live we, in a artificial we, intelligence um, virtual reality bubble? We still do like to get together. It's just got to be contained. You know. Do we? Who are we? It's got to be ritualized. Humans are you talking like about to... our generation? Or are you talking about today's five year olds? 
uh, well, the, the, we've got to have a wait and see on them. But but I but so far, all of these changes that supposedly have torn us apart, we still like sitting of along those seats at a bar and chatting with each other while we order food from the from the open kitchen that's on the other side of that. But but you know that we still like a lot of those activities. We haven't gone in a whole different direction. My observation is the opposite of that. I see younger generations becoming more removed from that type of hanging out together at the bar, hanging out together at the coffee shop, hanging out together together. I, I, they hang out together and they talk and on texting. their phones to people that are not there. <laughs> texting because they don't talk. They're texting, right. They, well, talk in the broader sense of, yes, the, yes. of the word. But you're right. But that's all. All I'm saying is, is that this goes back again um, to, to the original point that we brought up at the beginning of this hour. Mm -hmm. And that is, is artificial intelligence and changes in communications technology going to create a situation where we have culture wars over what it is to be human? as opposed to culture wars as to what it is to be an American, mm -hmm. culture wars as to what it is to be a God-fearing person, uh, culture wars as to what it is to be a man or a woman or something in between. Um, and I'm saying we are already seeing the very issue of being human, something that we always took for granted, uh, is going to be on the table up for grabs. How to be human will mm -hmm. be reinvented in an era in which we see robots acting better or smarter or in a more pleasing way to hang around with than the people in our lives. Mm -hmm. and, and, as, then, and as we integrate that technology into our own biology, we will become very lifelike, possibly sentient robots <laughs> ourselves. We will be perfect. Well, that's a scary thought. Isn't we it? will have a society in which all people are perfect. Oh, boy. No, that is scary. Run the other way. But if computers can do us better than us, what happens to us? Us becomes obsolete. And? And we're not human anymore. Yeah, but what... So, so we, our humanity somehow gets stored with them or yeah. replicated. We're just or... a step along the way of human evolution, which is going someplace that we don't understand any more than perhaps neanderthals did or or you know whatever it was on the if you believe in any kind of evolution what existed before homo sapiens <laughs> but wait a sec if computers are not natural um, everything's natural out, outgrowths of the well they're not from nature they're from yes they are modifying they're nature. from nature the same way a bird's nest is from nature everything we do mankind human Homo sapiens tend to think for some reason we're exempt from nature and that what we do is artificial. You know, a beaver builds a dam, a bird builds a nest, a bee builds a hive. That's nature. We build a city. That's not nature. Well, because we don't make the city out of twigs. We do make the city out of twigs. We make it out of the stones from the earth, the wood that grows out of the ground. What do you think of the materials that everything we use, including our technology, which with, from Silicon Valley, what do you think Silicon is? We make our technology out of twigs. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. I, I know you're to... not, but, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> you're ready now. You better be ready for it because this is, this is reality.
Uh, I've got to think that one through, though. All right, All Michael right. Harrison, this is always fun. <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about Tom Brady. Have you noticed that uh, everyone but he'll, he'll, like... Hopefully he'll come back, and then we can talk about his next <laughs> retirement. I hope so, because I want him to go till 65. I, I don't and like I want the... him to be a patriot. I don't even care if they lose. I don't like how young he is and everyone acting like he's so old and he hasn't retired yet. And he's, <laughs> uh, he feels the same way. Michael, thank you so much. You. Everybody visit Michael's product that he works on all the time, Talkers Magazine at Talkers.com. We'll see you next time, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Be well. Wow. All right. We've got a lot of fun stuff to do, and we will continue doing it as we move towards wherever we're going, uh, you know, the six o'clock time. Mark Christopher is in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Are those roads busy today, Mark? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 